This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. You ever walk through your house and wonder if anybody knows how to turn off a light? I'm walking through the middle of the day. I gotta, I gotta be a little careful here. It's a little, I'm recording a little earlier than normal. My wife is upstairs. She could hear this. I don't need, a, I don't need additional backlash. I'm walking through. Is like all the recess lights in the entire basement are on. It's the middle of the day. It's like four o'clock here. Sixteen hundred hours, and uh, all these lights are on. So I say, well, maybe I try and make a little joke out of it. So I go upstairs. <laughs> And lo and behold, there's my wife and daughter. I said to them, I said, guys, I have big news. They said, yeah, what's that? I said, all of the light switches still work. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going to be going back up there for a while. So I'm just trying to do my part to keep the, the planet healthy. You know, lean and green, mean and green, something like that. Uh, that's going to be my, my response when I go up there for my beatdown. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I was just looking out for the environment. I, you know, some people would say that it's like a gender-based issue. I don't believe that at all. I believe it's purely capitalism. It's, it's the poor sucker who's paying that runs around turning off the lights. I think, oh my God, that's costing me a fortune. <laughs> nobody, nobody that, that doesn't pay for electric ever suggests a lower wattage light bulb. Like, hey, can I get a little more light over here? Do you really need it? Oh boy, what are you gonna do? I wanted to talk a little bit about loneliness. I mentioned this yesterday. I got some big news on chemtrails to get to here for you. What else? Uh, there's a lot of a lot of goofy news going on. Um, we'll talk about the chemtrails, teacher lawsuit. Oh, my God. I don't know how anybody can be a teacher today. I want to talk about recycling. I haven't talked about that in a while. The uh, Microsoft phone, really amazing. And I don't really care about Microsoft. Uh, the phone seems pretty cool. But uh, I got a couple of different thoughts to share with you on that. Trump had peace with King, Kim Jong-un. I forget who originally reported this. Maybe we'll check it out. Yeah, but now, you know, the way they're reporting it, it's really hilarious. Trump's love letters to Kim Jong-un reportedly reveal North Korea was ready for peace. Why would they disparage that? I don't, this is the people you're dealing with. That's the truth. Twitter pushed the Pentagon's Middle East war propaganda. I've been telling you about this. The world knows. The world knows. Faith Hill's uh, nephew uh, in a DUI, hit and run, killed somebody, young man, now going to prison for 15 years. He's lucky he's in Florida. It could be worse. Uh, a couple of, uh, a woman here uh, shot her husband, a uh, retired school teacher, murdering her boyfriend. We'll see why there or how. And uh, I got a few words of caution for you on that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you remember this guy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Silas? Celius? He was uh, a guy from My 600-Pound Life. You know, one of those people. And uh, they go back and see how he's doing after the show. It's remarkable, really. Got another story here. A Missouri woman, a uh, black woman with blue hair and blue eyes. Very interesting. You can see, you can freely say that now, the way the whole rules have changed. <laughs> 
Uh, she probably looks a little freaky to some people. Uh, I don't know what the term is for, uh, uh, and it's really green eyes, I would say. Um, but anyway, uh, she alleges that somebody stole her car, carjacked it, and she went and shot him and killed him. And uh, now she's being arrested. Is that fair? I don't know. I don't know why she's getting arrested. Meanwhile, you probably already heard about this. The $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill, $410 million for border security. In the Middle East, just another indication, you know, that, that our politicians would be so free to spend our money on border security in other countries. While while the floodgates are about to, to bust open here at our own border, that they're arguing to open them wider. I kid you not. Makes no sense to me. And the country's being destroyed by it, really. Wonder people are leaving. So, before we get into those very appealing headlines, um, I want to talk a little bit about this idea of loneliness and and there's a couple different fronts I want to talk about it from you know you hear a lot of the warnings that oh people as they get older and then they get lonely and the number one cause of whatever I don't know loneliness and I don't know it's just a way of seems like spending more money like you know they're not going to offer you a friend but they'll offer you a therapist for three hundred dollars an hour yeah no thanks I'm going to deal with the loneliness for God hey, I can help you three hundred dollars an hour you won't be lonely anymore I bet I won't. I bet I won't at all. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure like once every three years I'm going to be in good shape with that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people feel differently. Some people are happy to pay for it. It's like the, talk to any personal trainer. That's what they'll tell you, the number one reason that people do it. They want some companionship. Really pretty fascinating when you think about it. Really fascinating. So phony to me, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe people like it that way. But I don't know that the whole loneliness thing, I think there's two sides of it. Let me say this. I think that there is a danger to isolating, especially as people get older. Uh, but there's benefits to it as well. I mean, sometimes just for your own mental health, you're like, i, I got to get away from the lunacy, the craziness. I just can't. People have a lot of problems. I'm sympathetic to that. But right now, I just need a little time to be my problem-free self. And not that I'm problem-free. I'm sure you're not either, right? But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just need time to regenerate. And I think it's good. I think it's great. And I actually think that people who are comfortable spending time alone, although they probably tend to be less friendly, probably less superficial as well. So at the end of the day, they probably make better friends. I don't know. I'm speaking in in generalities. But the important point is this. I think that people who who are comfortable being alone generally have better mental health, probably physical health too. But specifically mental health, emotional health, whatever you want to call it, that they're capable of doing. My daughter, I think, is good with that. My wife and I both, very comfortable being, sometimes prefer it, like I said. So what I would say to you is, you know, as you read about it, you learn about it, you may experience a little loneliness. And I've seen people go through it, uh, you know, whether whether the family's away or you don't have a family, family's broken up for whatever reason. It happens to everybody these days. Nearly everybody, not everybody, but nearly everybody. All the families are being broken up. It's a tragedy going on right in front of us. Nobody's even paying attention to it. You know, I was talking about how we, um, you know, we've given up our churches, we've given up our marriages, and we've all really participated in all that. And there's a destructive nature of that. You know, I'm, I'm sure we'll figure out a way to 
you know, come out of it and it'll be better and all that. Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. Maybe we'll realize, you know, we probably should get back to the, the more conservative way we did things. We were a lot, lot happier. But will people even remember that? I don't know. But I know this. That fundamentally speaking, it's just it's good for you to be able to be alone and to practice that. I think it's healthy. I really do. And on top of that, I'm going to add this. Getting outside. I know I say it a million times, but I'm going to tell you, there's plenty of you listening right now that are not getting enough time outside. And what a perfect opportunity to spend a little time by yourself. People that won't even do, oh, no, I need my friend to walk. Well, walk by yourself. What do you mean you need your friend to walk? Well, you can have somebody hold your hand and you can go do everything. Go do it by yourself. Go be a little assertive, for God's sake. I'm not telling you, to, you know, you got to be alone, but I'm telling you it's good for you. It's good for you. So don't be afraid of it. And I think that there's many people to, to go the other direction. They live such busy lives. They got to be, you know, all oh, be a part of this and be a part of that. You're never giving your body any rest, and it catches up with you sooner or later. A lot of times, people would live those kind of things. I'm telling you, I remain very cognizant of this, this these days in my life. Very careful what I commit myself to for this reason. It will run you ragged. That's a psychological term, by the way. Not, you know, I'm not certified or anything, but I know how to diagnose. Running ragged, that's for sure. Get outside, get some sun. Chris in Oregon, he'll tell you out there on the golf course. He knows what I'm talking about. He's not walking, he's riding, riding in style out there. He just wishes that he had a bonfire as big as I did. Eh, what are you going to do? He goes to Hawaii, I have a big bonfire. It's all good, right? Uh, anyway, the big news, I cannot believe that I'm going to sit here and report this to you. Uh, the links are here in the show notes. I don't expect you to take my word for this. No, I'm not wearing any tinfoil hats. Uh, but once again, and this is a little freaky, actually. What the heck's his name? I just drew a blank. Uh, the conspiracy theorist guy that just got uh, uh, fined, uh, you know, found guilty a trillion dollars. Uh, um, you know who I'm talking about. It'll come to me. Why do I always forget his name? But he literally was wearing tinfoil hats, and he's right again on the chemtrails. I was talking to a, a friend's friend the other day, not the other day, a couple of weeks ago, and he looks up. I kid you not. This is like three, four weeks ago. He looks up and he's like, you know, they're, you know they're, they're, spreading, they're spraying stuff on us, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm waiting for the line or the punchline. He's like, you see that? You see how they're crisscrossing? And I'm like, Whew. I was actually a little concerned. Put this in context a second of what's going on in the world. Okay, I'm looking and this is a guy that I, you know, share a lot of values with. I don't know him super well, but I know him pretty well. And I'm standing like, holy, woo, (laughs) right? I'm like, oh, whoa, he's going to start telling me about chemtrails. Well, now let me just tell you, you know, the the, uh, white nationalist, radical, QAnon, conspiracy theorists in this country. Let me give you the theory. Let me give you the the, the theories. Um, uh, That that, that they're changing the – a lot of this climate change, they're thinking that even is being man-created. They're creating these storms. That's how far it's gone. Saying that if they can manipulate the climate, that they can manipulate it in any direction they want is kind of the assertion there. And if they're able to manipulate it, that this whole climate thing is just nothing but fabricated scam, complete and complete, because if you could create rain, right, you would do it for positive purposes, not destructive purposes. 
And then there's also ideas that they're using it to control population, and oh, there's all kinds of little little webs of these things that are that are intertwined, and it's it's completely nuts. If you spoke to anybody of, of, of right mind, they would probably look at you like I was looking at this guy. Seriously, dude, you're going to tell me about chemtrails? Hold on, let me get my tinfoil hat. Well, that was three weeks ago. Actually, at this point in looking at this information, I'm fully prepared to wake up tomorrow to find (laughs) plausible evidence that the world is, in fact, flat. I kid you not, uh, the Daily Beast, the climate startup's rogue plan to manipulate the weather. And you can, uh, it says they have launched weather balloons containing particles of sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere in an attempt to artificially modify the weather. That they have. And they go on this whole thing about how this company could be the latest, greatest thing. You can check it out right here. This is from The Guardian. Can geoengineering fix the climate? Hundreds of, of, uh, let me see what they say here. Hundreds of scientists say not so fast. The Biden administration is developing a controversial solar geoengineering research plan to the dismay of many experts. You could go through this this whole thing, um, but basically, and they got a diagram here, uh, stratospheric aerosol injection, airplanes release tiny aerosol particles that reflect light back into space. Step B, cirrus cloud thinning, the least understood method, seeding thin cirrus clouds in the upper tra- uh, troposphere, with ice nuclei could reduce their lifespan and increase cooling and see marine cloud brightening. Boats release aerosol particles that increase the reflectivity of low clouds. (laughs) Wow. You know, what's the conspiracy then? Ah, See, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. You know what I've been watching? It's nothing. You know me, I'm an evidence-based guy. Now, in terms of this, you know, this is what's being reported. This is evidence, right? You've got a diagram. They've obviously studied it and a claim that they've done it. Now, uh, you know, a startup funded, funded, founded in October, I mean, you know, t- two months ago. Um, you know, what are we really talking about here? It could be a scam through and through. It could be a complete spoof. It could be a 100% complete. We'll see. It's happened. It's happened before. I just find it fascinating that here we are in mainstream media admitting to chemtrails after, you know, people were thought of as complete wackadoodles for it. Still are. If you don't know, if you're not checking this stuff, how many people do you know? Do you think actually know about that? Anyway, I was blown away. It looks like the chemtrail thing is real. And uh, I don't know, maybe the earth is flat. What do you want me to tell you? I'm going to go running for the edge pretty soon. I'll let you know what I find out. (laughs) Oh, man. You want to get into a real debate? Ask how old the earth is and see how many answers you get back on that. Um, So uh, this Title 42 is about to end, which basically required that uh, these asylum seekers had to stay in their in some other country before they could have asylum here. And uh, <clears throat> Trump did it under the, I guess, the emergency powers of 
of COVID or whatever. Was I don't think it was enacted into law or anything like that. And uh, no, I guess it was. I guess it was. It must have been because now they're going to court to fight these certain provisions of it as unconstitutional. And part of the Republican argument is that at the same time that the Biden administration is doing that, they continue the COVID emergency, which is having repercussions, causing financial damage, by the way, winners and losers in the new political environment that we live in. It's not freedom. So, but either way, um, I don't see how the tit for tat matters. It's interesting that Trump did this. Now Biden's going to capitalize politically to say, oh, we'll wave all these people in and sign up all those Democrat voters. Well, hell, they've earned that at this point. What else do you expect? Would you expect anything less? Not really. How could you? How could we have any kind of a chance? How could the people that have lived here their whole lives working hard, some of us who had fought for our country, how do we get a fair shake? That's all I want to know. That they're going to run across the border and take, 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 sending back huge sums of money to Nicaragua. And I'm not bashing anybody. I know some good people that have come from Nicaragua, great people. Many good people, they're suffering down there. Why don't we answer that question, why? Why aren't we doing anything to help them down there besides just pour, pour money on the problem, besides just pouring gasoline on a fire? We're gonna come up, they're going to come up here? We're going to repeat the same mistakes? I don't know, but anyway, you dice it. And, and whoever you want to point the finger at, you better take a close look at what's going on at the border. Our country is being completely overrun. It's freaky. We sat back. We, we let COVID run through. And the government, with their lockdowns, nobody did anything. The lantern flies. They come and go. Destruction. Just going to let the, the illegal immigrants run across the country and do what they want. We'll see. We'll see. This was fascinating. I knew this was coming. Maricopa County Judge rules more than $33,000 to be awarded to Katie Hobbs uh, for Carrie Lake's lawsuit. In other words, Carrie Lake filed this lawsuit uh, regarding the election. That Not only did the judge dismiss it, turn around and required uh, um, uh, Carrie Lake to pay the other party's legal fees, $33,000. And so the people who stole the election are now going to get paid for it, reimbursed for their trouble. Who in the hell in their right mind would sign up to get involved in that? Tell me the whole thing doesn't need to be torn down. Where is the justice? Where is the justice? You know, it all started back in the day when people were suing. I don't, I don't know what happened, what the, the shift was. Maybe it was the colleges, the universities, the law schools. But it kind of started around that time when that, that woman had that you know, $100 million lawsuit over the hot coffee from McDonald's. And I, I've kind of argued both sides of that. I mean, if you if you if you if you handed me a plate at a restaurant, right, and it turns out that the plate was, was you know scalding hot, and I wasn't aware of that, where I would naturally grab it, right? Or, and you say, hey, people are dry, going through a drive-through in a car. Yes, you have a responsibility not to serve the coffee so hot that it would cause dangerous burns, and nobody really ever asked. They just assumed that it was a frivolous lawsuit. No, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was completely fr- frivolous. There's not like there's not a ton of that that doesn't go on. But you never really know. But anyway, you never really heard about those kind of lawsuits. I don't even think people were comfortable doing it. <clears throat> we didn't even have a, a population here that was willing to engage in those kinds of things. You know, we believed in the biblical premise that the good Christians don't get tied up suing other good Christians. And maybe there was a, at least enough people that we viewed still as good Christians. Maybe we just moved away from that. I don't know. I don't even remember what scripture I got that from. Maybe I just made the whole thing up. Go sue and be happy. Is anybody really happy with it? No. No, you get these goofy lawsuits. Nobody can get real justice. 
You're going to get involved in the legal system. You Boy, you better know what you're doing and get out as fast as you can. That would be my word of advice. Adam Schiff says he's seriously considering a run for the United States Senate. This is the, the uh, political damage that was done, and it's um, <clears throat> I think it probably win out there in California. Can you imagine? Why not Vice President Schiff? It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? I'm sure he just do wonders. Maybe he could lock up like the whole RNC, but it probably would, right? I don't know. Listen to this. I've been talking about this a little bit, uh, and it kind of hits home. I, a friend of a friend is a teacher at a neighboring school district. I know that's convoluted, and they're pushing this kind of stuff. Teacher sues school district after being fired for not using a student's opposite-sex pronoun. And uh, I don't know the merits of the case or the exact details, but I would ask you to just for a second put yourself in this position. Um, and I, I don't really have much experience with the whole gen- transgender thing. The little bit that I do, I am firmly, firmly convinced it's a mental health crisis that's being exploited. Horrible what's going on. Um, but imagine that a child comes into your room that you know it would be a boy, and he demands to be called a girl. And you say, Johnny, I- I'm not going to call you Jill. I understand you're having a rough time. I'll get you to the guidance counselor, buddy. Um, and we'll do everything we can for you, um, but I can't call you Jill. And he goes and complains to the school, right? Maybe sheds a few tears. <laughs> hey, wait, we go with Jill, right? <clears throat> and, uh, and 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 I, I shouldn't even be too dramatic with that. that. That was wrong of me. Let's just say that we're all good with all that to that point. You say, well, sure, he's upset. She won't respect him, right? And now the school's going to intervene. Okay, I can actually appreciate that as necessary in this case, whatever the outcome might be. They decide to fire the teacher. And I say, wow. (laughs) I'll tell you a little story I'm not proud of. I was driving early in the morning last week. And I don't know if you've noticed with the school buses, at least here, the parents drive the kids to the school. Few kids are driving the bus at all. Here's, here's what we're left with. The parents drive the kids to the school bus and sit there with them. I've never seen this this nonsense. If that's not enough, and hell, what a shame for the kids. Like, that's cool. That bus stop time was good good, good fighting. <laughs> that was good, good communal time for the most part. The parents drive them, and that's not enough. The kid doesn't get out of the car until the other kid is completely on the bus. And you'll sit there waiting 20 minutes to get on the bus. And if that's not enough, then you have ones that are pulling up late. I found I'm not the only person who's honest. I just sat there laying on the horn. This is high school kids, by the way. The girl who was the last one, she comes walking up, and uh, what does she do? Flips me the bird and never even made any effort to move any faster. And I thought to myself, this is the world we've created. God help us, 10 years, 20 years. No wonder domestic violence is on the rise. What are the IQs of the people? They have no respect. Can you imagine this world that we've got? By the way, this was a very affluent neighborhood I should have mentioned. I'll leave the race of the individual out. It really wasn't clear to me. It didn't really matter. So now imagine you're this teacher. You've worked your life. You're excited about this profession, presumably, at least on some level. You go through college. You invest in the career. There you are. You have your classroom. 
you're doing the best you can, and presumably a teacher who would care enough to not just go along, whatever, you want to be called Jill? Jill's Jill, you name it, bro, whatever you want. It makes no difference to me, I'm getting a paycheck. No, this teacher actually cared enough to intervene, take a stand. And you don't have to agree with it, right? You don't have to agree with that, I guess. I do, but you don't have to. But if you don't, you're going to go to teach me. You're, you're fired for disagreeing, for not going along with that. Now put yourself in the shoes of the teacher. He's like, I'm just doing the best I can, what I thought was right. And I'm going to get fired for it. And they're doing it. They're doing it. Imagine you're, there's no fallout from this. You don't think that uh, there weren't children who liked this teacher? Now they're missing out. You got a teacher shortage as it is. Career destroyed. Set back, at least. I don't know. They do go move and hope to get a teaching job somewhere else, I guess. You're not going to get a job in the, in the corporate world with this new uh, whatever it is. I was talking to a guy who worked for a major car rental company. He was talking about this. ESG or whatever, and he's like, they'll, they're promoting non-whites, and it's not based on performance. You'll have a, a white male, straight white male, getting discriminated against openly. His crime? He, he asked a question about it, and uh, just because he raised the question, they terminated him for it. Unbelievable to me, really. Unbelievable. So all these changes, you know, definitions are changing. People's lives are changing. How well is it going? This this crazy, crazy era of progress. How are people going to look back on this? I'll tell you my guess. I think it's going to be like Afghanistan pretty soon. I really do. Where you're going to have the elders are going to have to stand up armed and, and basically resurrect the country from the ashes. I don't know, five years, ten years, maybe we'll make it 20, I don't know. I just hoped I could make it quietly into, into retirement, get my daughter through school, I don't know. It doesn't work like that, you know what I mean? Let me talk about something else. At least I can offer something construction, construction, constructive to the conversation. I haven't uh, talked about this in a while. I don't know why I haven't talked. Well, there was nothing really happening with it. I want to talk about recycling. And I don't know if you know this, but there's not a lot of actual recycling that's going on. Why is that? It has to do with single-stream recycling. It's been a complete failure. And um, maybe you recall back in the day, you used to have to put your, your paper out, your glass out, put all you know, your cans out. You had to put all this stuff out separately. And... Um, <clears throat> Then they came along with this single-stream recycling. It's called maybe, and there's different variations of it, by the way. You may have a different experience where you live. Sometimes they'll pull the paper out separate but put everything else in one container, one cart. And uh, all these recyclables, they go out to these uh, sorting facilities, which initially was being done by hand, which is ridiculous, that people are so lazy they're just going to dump it and let somebody else deal with it. Uh, but over the years, they've come up with a lot of automation on that. Where they're able to, you know, blow the paper off and use magnets and uh, optical technology, and I've actually toured the facility, and it's really amazing, really amazing. However, uh, there's certain things that it can't deal with, and I'll give you one little example. I don't want to go too deep into this; just bore you to tears. But uh, you take one jar of spaghetti sauce. Let's say it's just a full jar with the lid on, and it gets thrown into a recycling cart, right? 
and then papers put in there and other bottles, doom to doom. Maybe the glass breaks at that time. Maybe it doesn't. doesn't really matter. Um, now it gets dumped into the truck, and it has certainly broken at this point. So at this point, you're dumping tomato sauce into the truck. And there's a lot of this that goes on in there, whether it's a little bit of residue here or a full bottle here that somebody didn't know. You'd be surprised how much of this adds up. Well, the first thing is it destroys all the paper. It destroys everything that touches it. There's a lot of other problems. And so then maybe you heard a couple of years ago the Chinese were taking all this stuff, uh, like from around the world. And I don't really know what motivated them to do that, but... Uh, it was just creating an environmental catastrophe over there. They were, like, burning it and burying it, and it's just really kind of ridiculous overall. Finally, they wised up, and they're like, we're not taking this stuff anymore. We can't do anything with it. Maybe they thought they could do something with it, but they couldn't and didn't, and uh, the result of that was a mess over there. So finally, they're like, we're not taking this stuff unless it's cleaner, and basically single-stream recycling prevents that from happening. And a lot of this stuff is just getting landfilled as a result of that. Uh, during the pandemic, there was stuff going on where they were just landfilling everything for a while because they couldn't keep up with stuff, with staff and things like that. And it's just largely been given up on, to tell you the truth. And uh, I put this video here in the show notes from CSNBC, why companies like Amazon burn waste. It's called Trash to Steam by some people. Covana is the big company that operates these things. And we have one here. As a matter of fact, our trash from our home ends up not in the landfill, but at the Covana plant where it's burned. Well, there's a movement of people around there that are saying that it's carcinogens and this and that and stirring up a lot of trouble for this Covana company, which has to operate under these very, very strict guidelines, a.k.a. lots of pol- political payoffs, to make sure that they can stay in business. But otherwise, it's a great operation. They're burning the trash. And it creates a lot of energy. As I've investigated this a little bit, I would love to find out, you know, if you could take a small town and say, okay, you know, could the trash from this town be enough to support the energy needs? That would be phenomenal. Could you imagine? Think about it. But I think also, and this is a big problem. I skipped over something, by the way. You got trash and and, and plastic all over the place. You know, all this little foo-foo stuff that the, the, the middle class uh, liberals are doing with their, you know, from the Prius to the, the EVs. I'm like, you're not doing squat. Go down, you know, like here where we're living, you drive six miles down into Philadelphia and it's absolutely, totally polluted down there. And we're up here like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to burn a piece of plastic. I'm like, why don't you get down there and, and see what's really going on? Now, I'm not saying that you don't, you know, work on everything at the same time, but. It's just interesting to me how the priorities get messed up. But the fact of the matter is this trash and recycling, the packaging today, and the plastics particularly is a huge problem. And there is a need, I believe, for some regulation, probably at the federal level, to standardize some of this stuff or at least model state laws that can be used regionally and bring economies to scale that these trash companies can make money. And there's one well, there's profits in trash. Yeah, there is. It's a low-margin business. Don't be fooled. You know, they make their money on volume, and, um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a lot per ton, that's for sure, when you look at what they have to do with it. But I would immediately have the, the paper pulled out of the single-stream recycling, make that illegal. Can't include paper. That's an easy one. Like I said, many jurisdictions are already doing that anyway. And you say, boom, no, you have to pull your paper out separately because it's all getting contaminated. It's just making a mess 
at the recycle facility. Just imagine what I'm telling you. You got you know a newspaper in there, and then you just poured spaghetti sauce in there. How are you supposed to separate all that and do something with it? You can't. Nothing you can do with it. As opposed to a clean stack of newspapers, they've been recycling that stuff for years. The other one that's not getting recycled is the glass. And the reason for that is nobody's really figured out. Don't, you might correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'm not absolutely sure about this. But I believe the problem is that they don't know how to recycle the colored glass. And so I would do something similar. Just require, you know, clear glass can go in the cart, but any colored glass, either either just trash it uh, or have it pulled out separately maybe. But I'd probably say just trash it. It's all getting landfilled now. There's like zero value to recycled glass right now. Paper, zero. Plastic, near, near zero. All the money um, is made basically on the metal. Uh, that, that's where they're making their money. A little bit on the plastic sometimes. Paper goes up and down. Sometimes they'll make a little money. But I think it's a problem. It could be solved. And it doesn't have to require that you ban plastic bags. And although I do have feelings about those things, I, I think that we could curb away from some of it. But all of it has an environmental impact. But I think it could be done better. And I think expanding these... Uh, uh, these, these trash to steam plants. And I'll tell you, this is a big problem in this country, and this is why we've lost a lot to uh, to China. And it's because of us. You try building one of these plants anymore. I mean, I think to myself, would I want one of these a quarter mile from my house? I'd probably prefer not. I mean, if they were, you know, if I had the option to choose, I think I'd probably say no. But in this country, maybe you've heard me talk about it in the past, I've been through it many times, uh, with my own uh, business ventures going through zoning hearing boards and trying to get approvals to do these things in this country is just brutal. I think it's probably easier in other parts of the country, various jurisdictions, but in a lot of places like we're at, I mean, it could take years and years and years, and this is how they tie things up. And they're making huge money off it. I could go on and on about this. But if we really want to see real, tangible progress, which I would equate to like cleaner streets and cheaper energy, like we don't need to get real complicated about it. I don't need to invent new terms. Uh, climate change. You wouldn't understand. No, let me make it real simple for you. You shouldn't see trash in the streets, and you shouldn't have to spend your whole working life uh, just to keep the lights on. That's just my feeling on it. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I've been wrong about things before. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I saw this video. I left it here for you to see in the show notes that Microsoft phone seven billion dollar failure it's amazing this company with the the hits they've taken with lawsuits and the seven billion dollar loss and they're still making all this money it's really nuts when you think about it i think that you're seeing the decline of microsoft though it's not why i brought this up i've said it before many times i just see it in the quality of the products really gone to gone to to, to nothing and, and it's just a matter of time before competitors start itching away and just not really doing anything but collecting fees at this point and that's not going to last forever, trust me. It really won't. Uh, but this phone, it, it was like way ahead of its time. It was a Nokia phone better than the iPhone. Better than the iPhone. You know why it didn't work out? The apps and the app developers. And with all the support from the developers, that's why it all went to iPhone. Isn't that fascinating? And so it's those stupid free apps that has everybody paying a fortune for, for these uh, phones that are ridiculous. I gotta, I'm going to move to a different brand. I really am. I'm so disappointed with Apple, too. What are you going to do? Trump's love letters to Kim Jong-un reportedly reveal North Korean leader was ready for peace. Why would you be disparaging? Why, why is it like the, the seeking peace a bad thing these days? Full write-up here from the Russian Times. I know you're not going to believe them. 
They say Twitter pushed the Pentagon's Middle East war propaganda. You don't think that's a big deal? That it's being done in, in, in open air, that the whole world isn't watching, going, this is all a sham. The United States has a bunch of uh, Fortune 500 companies that aren't worth anything. Their government is broke. They've been printing money like there's no tomorrow. They aren't really doing anything to make anybody's life in the world anything but more miserable, as best I can tell. No wonder people are leaving the country. I'm patriotic, by the way. I don't want to miss that. Faith's Hill nephew, he, uh, I don't know, 25, 35, young guy, uh, uh, ran somebody over, DUI. But he, oh, he ran into a motorcycle head on, killed the guy instantly. 15 years in prison. I actually um, knew a guy who, who uh, had this, you know, f- family member, if you will, connected through, through family. And um, same thing, I think he went to jail for 10 years or something like that. And it seemed like forever at the time, and then, you know, he got out. I'm sure it seemed like forever to him. But your life is never the same, right? To go do 15 years in jail to just sit there and rot. Could you imagine? I don't know how you could possibly, I mean, you'd have to find some way to, to make that positive. But listen to me very carefully. I bring it up for one simple reason. Don't drink and drive. Very simple. Just don't do it. Just get it in your head that, you know, I'm not going to put myself in that position. If I'm drinking, I'm not driving. Very simple. You got Uber. If you don't have Uber, then don't drink and drive. Go home and drink. Drink. Go home and, and drink your face off. So these two stories are kind of connected. A New Jersey woman shot her husband on Christmas. Mary Lou Wigglesworth, 51. Mary Lou Wigglesworth. I really question whether these are true stories. All this AI generation. Does Mary Lou Wigglesworth, age 51, sound legitimate to you. It's a white woman, of course. Retired school teacher uh, charged with the murder of her boyfriend last month. What did he do? He was accused of, uh, oh, she poisoned them with antifreeze. That's right. Judy Church, right? Uh, 64, stands accused of killing 55-year-old Leroy Fowler by dishing him the fatal dose of ethanol, ethylene glycol in a coffee-flavored shake he ingested on the a night of November 11th. A retired school teacher church appeared briefly in court, but I don't know. She, it doesn't say why she killed him. Let me just say this to you, all right? How can I say this delicately? <laughs> it's really true. Uh, that middle of life, hormonally speaking, let me just tell you a few patterns to be aware of. Uh, teenage girls, right? Um, aging males. You see this with men over 50. Suicidal. Same patterns. Um, women. Menopause. <laughs> got to be careful. When she says she's going to kill you, she might be serious. That's all I'm telling you. You might want to take it seriously. This guy weighed 600 pounds. He lost it and kept it off. Let that be a motivation to you. I looked in the mirror today. I thought to myself, good God. I'm really disappointed. I, you, know, I, 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 you know, I like to let go on the holidays. You know my whole cycle. I'll get back in shape. But I tell myself, why do I do this? I always feel so good. I was I was cheering, right? Remember me going, I was talking so tough before the holidays. I'm like, oh, yeah, not me. I don't slow down for anybody. Pile on that food. Well, I did. Oh, piled on, I did. I didn't drink too much. I drank plenty frequently. But... Um, uh, I didn't really overindulge too much, I don't think. So I think that that was a good thing. But, boy, the food, oh, man, I was just, like, out of control. Missouri woman tracking down and killing an alleged carjacker. Alleged. I don't know if she got the wrong person. 
They make her look uh, deranged here in this photograph. I'm on her side. If it was Cardin, why not? The police didn't catch him. She did. He'll take care of business. What do you think of this omnibus where they're spending $410 million for border security in the Middle East? Probably not, right? They're probably, it's probably just pocket money for the politicians. I wouldn't worry too much about it. What are you going to do? Think about what I said about getting out there and spending a little time walking by yourself. Enjoy yourself, taking it all in, getting away from the from the rigmarole for a little while, letting your mind soothe a little bit. I don't know. Give it a try. I do it a lot. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.